Okay, we are back again with Chronic Ass Podcast. Ep- episode two. Episode two. Okay. Not we- season two, episode two. Episode two. We are here with Hailey, myself. Devin. Devin. And our friend Drew, who is voicing and, and also... helping create the character of uh, Douche of Bog. A.K.A. D.B. So we'll probably just end up referring him to referring him to him as D.B. from here on out. Um, I am currently rolling a hemp blunt because fuck tobacco. We don't want to support that industry. You know? They're killing people. Literally. Um, anyway. <laughs> so today, so we've had a lot of positive feedback from our first episode yeah um, I you know I'm happy about 30 some viewers I know it's not much to some people but I'm I'm grateful that that many people want to hear what we have to say because like I was surprised that we got more than two yeah you know? <laughs> so yeah we want to so in the next coming weeks we really want to do um we're going to do a couple pages of a read-through and couple um, pages I told people we would do the script we would do the script we could okay. do like We'll see. We'll see what happens. If if you guys give us enough support, we'll read the first pilot. Yeah. um, Just depends, you know? Absolutely. So we're really glad to hear about that. And we also have our Instagram page, Chronic Ass Kickers, that you can follow. We finally got access to it. (laughs) I don't know how. All I had to do was click a couple buttons and my phone did it. So I feel like a big fat dumbass. We all lost the account information and it was a hassle. It's fine. This is what... Okay, so mine and Kat's... um, Rising composite is Sagittarius. Your and my rising composite is Sagittarius. To be fair, my phone was stolen and I did not make the account. And um, I couldn't access it again. <laughs> I made it some weird ass password so we could all remember it and then none of us remembered it. <laughs> Naturally. So we're So gonna, now we remember yeah. it though. We we did it together. <laughs> so we figured it out. So go ahead and check it out. But today we wanted to talk about um a little bit more about our characters, and uh, we really want to hear from uh, our friend Drew's perspective because he is kind of he's like helped out with a lot of episodes. He's read a lot of episodes, and um, you know he's our kind of like our male influence on the show. Like we still want to get that male perspective because it, we want to be as inclusive oh, as possible. So that's not looking great. Give me a second. I'll get there. <laughs> gotcha. It's a great up-close perspective from my point of view. <laughs> so, let's... Uh, so, Drew, tell us about um, your thoughts on DB and whatnot. Well, the first time I actually, like, read the script with DB in it, I kind of connected with him because he's... Seen, I mean, he was written to be a fangirl, essentially. And <laughs> as an occasional fangirl myself, I can relate. And he just... He seemed like the kind of guy who was just really earnest, wanted to be, help everyone, always wanted to be on the right side of things. But he also... A Virgo placement. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a like, lot of astro- astrology happening, and usually Dev and Kat are mostly, mostly Dev. Mostly Dev are mostly more familiar me. with it, so a lot of us are questioning it. Uh, Andrew's perspective. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't follow a lot of astrology, so I'm... You will. All it's those fine. references kind of get lost on me. <laughs> you it's will right. get there, sir. I will teach you. I'll, I'll do a PDF or something for you. <laughs> Eventually. I'm still working on my friends, but... I, anyway, go on. 
Yeah, well, once I read the scripts, then I read a, there were like two more episodes with DB in it, and I just really, I really liked the character. I think everyone kind of liked the character once he first got written down, and then he didn't really have a personality at first, like Haley was kind of going back and forth, and trying to figure out who he was, and she just sent me a text one day and said, hey, do you want to build DB and make his character, and being an aspiring voice actor, I was like, sure, why not, that's a great practice run for me and i kind of draw on pieces of my personality especially the social anxiety and the not being an actual douchebag despite his name <laughs> that's the whole point though exactly. you know exactly irony <laughs> so i just when i actually sat down to write his like character profile i ended up writing like almost like two and a half pages I can't remember how much I wrote down, but it, it was, was like, a lot. Yeah, it was it, a lot. I put it, like, it on the shared drive. I read it. It was fantastic, dude. Yeah, I did. It was like putting all of our thoughts into what he is into actual words. Like we were able to be mm-hmm. like, yes, that makes it's hard, sense. It's hard for us to write a, like a, a character that's a man, you know, because like we're all women, even if the man is a little more on the like receptive side as in like you know being more emotional and being more helpful and like actually giving a shit about what's going on it's still difficult for us to write because we're not from that perspective you know yeah and it's also a because the show hits on mental health so much it's something that i mean it's near and dear to your guys's heart but it's also near and dear to my heart Mm -hmm. like i said i deal with social anxiety and i've dealt with it my entire life and i've also dealt with the worst sides of toxic masculinity. Like I was not a great person in high school and I had to change in order to not be a colossal asshole that I hated. I've heard, I've heard quite a few men that end up being like really good men when they're adults say that, you know, and and I think think anyone likes who they were back in high school. No, God, no. Oh Oh, my God. We were just just telling us about that. We were talking about it last night and like my brother's 16 and I love my brother. Don't get me wrong, but I knew how I was when I was 16 and I was like, look, kid, I don't like you because you're 16. No one liked me when I was 16. No one liked my sister when she was 16. And she was just like. No one liked me when I was 16. No one liked my brother when he was 16. I swear. You're going through a phase. The fucking worst. You can't judge a person sometimes. From like seventh grade to sophomore year of high school, they said, like, we loved you because we had to, but we hated you. Absolute nightmares. Yeah. Your parents love you, but they. Don't like you they sometimes. Do, they absolutely shouldn't have to. Exactly. <laughs> and and who knows whose fault that is. Maybe it's the lack of social, emotional, like, education in schools, whatever. But. Yeah. And we're all going and through like, puberty. We all exactly. suck. Exactly. Puberty's all awful. Suck. And for, like, for me especially, like, I've always been kind of like a, kind of like more on the motion, more emotional side. I love and, boys like that. And I'm. I'm definitely a, a hardcore nerd, and where I grew up. <laughs> yes, you know. Yeah. He's another Attack on Titan fan. He's wi- he has a oh, yeah. T-shirt. Oh, these are animes. <laughs> yes, okay. the Attack on yeah. Shingeki no Kyojin, as it's actually called. Yeah. See, that's more nerdy than I'll ever get. Dropping that weave knowledge. <laughs> so, cool. So, you got anything else on DB? <laughs> and like thinking about his character before we jump to the other ones. Well, in addition to like the the whole social anxiety thing. I wanted to touch on the toxic masculinity and the pressures of DB's, like you guys have said, he's kind of a soft boy. He's more emotional. He's more soft-spoken, even though he doesn't look like it. 
And so everyone expects him to be this, like, kind of jock dude. Everyone expects him to be I think we can make him a Taurus just for that very, like, description. You know, that's how Taurus men typically tend to be. Uh, Oh, shit. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's really important, and I'm really glad we're able to, like, talk about that aspect from someone who has from another man who's been affected by that kind of stuff yeah absolutely that like recognizes it and like recognizes that it's a problem and that you know pretty much almost a lot pretty much all men probably go through some phase of that just because that's what they're like oh you're too soft you're too emotional you care too much about your significant other like that's gay that's whatever you know and it's not cool it's like just you know girls can be however they want Mm -hmm. and it it, and it's specifically because girls are allowed to be masculine without penalty but femininity is really discriminated against yeah so man show if a man shows any sign of like receptivity you know because when you think about femininity like instead of doing the binary thought between man and woman you can think about um like, assertiveness and receptiveness. Yeah. And so, you know, whatever you want to call it, like, people that are more receptive tend to get bullied, you know? Yeah. Because they care a little bit more about people, and they, they want to make sure that everybody's okay, mm-hmm. regardless of gender. Yeah. And my whole situation with DB and, like, trying to figure DB out definitely was <coughs> it helped that I in high school, I wasn't wrestling, so you had that, like, uber jock mentality of, like, let's suplex dudes, but I was also in band and drama club, where those ideas are very much yeah. not the norm, and, and it's a lot more And you did MMA, too, right? Very briefly. <laughs> I had, I mostly um, just hit things in my basement. A lot of my, a lot of my guy friends were in, like, choir or band, or they did drama, stuff like that, but they were still straight, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I considered them more receptive men. Like, they were more open to listening. They had, um, they were expressive about their feelings. They were understanding. They were really academically inclined. What's well, the thing, like, the arts kind of make you do that? When you're just doing yeah. sports, it's all just about, like, machismo and who can be the strongest person. Exactly. It's a competition. Yeah, and in <laughs> arts, you have to put emotion in there because if you're, if you're an actor and you put no emotion into your character, you're fucking boring. Well, you, you are also more of a team. No. If you're an actor that puts no feeling into anything, you're Kristen Stewart, you know? like, And she's pretty masculine, in my opinion. Yeah. She's pretty, like, assertive with the way that she acts. So She, is, she acts as herself in every single show. Exactly. But and like, she, she is, like, a, a, a masculine woman, and that's totally fine. And then if you're, like, a musician you put no emotion into anything, it's just everything feels flat. So you kind of have to learn how to be more in touch with your emotions and be more receptive of that shit. Totally agree. I think Haley had a little bit of a coughing fit. You good, girl? Yeah, I'm getting a little bit of wine. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, Deb, why don't you talk about Jade a little bit? Okay, um, well, I'll need a little bit of guidance, so, like, we think about Jade, do I want to tell her power, do we want to wait until they can, like, hear more about the show? Let's, let's wait on that, like, just talk okay. about her personality and, like, different, like, okay. uh, troubles that she has or okay. obstacles. Okay, well, I won't start out about Jade's past or anything, because that's gonna be, like, some kind of funny reveal in the show, so we'll keep that secret, 
But um, Jade is, um, I guess, like, the ultimate mom character in a sense. But, like, you know, the the really mom stereotype that you think about that brash. <laughs> like, the one that's like, shut the fuck up, you're doing it wrong type of mom, you know? And, that is Jade. Yes, that is Jade. And and Jade's very disciplined. Jade is is the one that keeps track of the finances. Jade is the one who's like, okay, you guys are fucking stupid. Like, we're not going to do it this way. Um, I think Jade's realistic. I, I like how Jade has, like, multiple different relationships in the show. She's a multidimensional character. Um, one thing that, like, I, like, I based myself off of when we thought about Jade was, like, okay, like, for some reason people think I, like, am a lot deeper than I am. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not that deep, guys. Like, I just say what I feel. Like, there's no mystery to me. If you think I'm some sort of mysterious being, I'm not. Like, it's very straightforward. Pretty face value. Exactly. And, and and I wanted to make sure that Jade had that struggle, too, that everybody thinks she has this, like, secret or this secret life. And, it like, it's not like that, you know? Like, it's very, like, I want to do this, so I do this. Like, that's my thought process. And, um, I know we're thinking about, like, I want to think about our tunnel episode when we say that. That'll be the biggest highlight. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, like, Jade, you know, Jade has, like, Jade is polyamorous in the show. So she has, um, I'm not polyamorous in, 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 in real life, but, like, the character is. Because we wanted to highlight, like, different types of, like, relationship mindsets. And um, I do think that some people function well in polyamorous situations. Um, in real life, I do not, but my character does. Yeah. And I think we do, like, you know, we don't, we talk about relationships, but it hasn't been, like, it's not our sole, like, thing. That's, that's like, my career, though. You know, I teach yeah. kids about relationships, and so we wanted to make a little comment on it within the yeah. show. Like, something that makes people feel more comfortable in the way that they feel, like, I always felt weird in high school because I never took relationships seriously. I was like, you know, I'm going to go off into college and this probably isn't going to continue. Mm -hmm. And there were a lot of people like, oh, you're not going to be serious about your high school boyfriend? Like, fuck no, I'm not. Like, <laughs> It wasn't anything personal. It was just like, you know, this is who I am right now. But my my I always knew my ego would evolve as I went into new stages in my life. And that's because I had awesome parents who taught me that. Yeah. And, um, you know, some kids get shit on for being a little more open to the environment changing. And that sucks, mm -hmm. you know, because we're just trying to stay on top of things. Yeah. And, and I feel like I've ended up and and Jade in the character has ended up pretty well in her life as well. And, um, and I think it's, it's primarily, a result of how good my parents were to me and yeah. how good Jade is going to make her parents to her, you know? Yeah. Um, I really like Jade's character. She's pretty funny. She kind of calls us out on her shit. Um, and, and it really like the personalities like with, um, Hannah and Jade, I really like, mm -hmm. um, and it kind of <laughs> results like their relationship too in person, I think sometimes, but it's like such a, it's a good thing. Yeah. I really like Jade, like, I don't want to get too far into it, but, like, DB's relationship with Jade, mm -hmm. it's, it's very much, like, kind of, like, the backward idea of your standard American relationship, yeah. because Jade is much more the assertive person, exactly. and DB is super receptive, way on that side of the spectrum. Exactly. And DB is just infatuated with Jade. 
not to like a creepy point, but he's just like, she is awesome. I feel like a lot of um, fans, if if this does go into the more mainstream, will root for that relationship within the show. Well, it's it's not like a creepy like DB. Oh no, not at all. It's It's a lot of respect. It's a lot of respect, and also he just just doesn't know what to say to her. You know, he's just really shy. He kind of like sees this girl. He doesn't know what's happening, and he's just kind of like. I don't know how to deal with this. Like, I just want to be nice to her, but I don't want to, like... But, you know, it's like she's he's just clearly, trying a little too she's hard. She's clearly, like, something I've never seen before, and I don't know how to react. Yeah, and it all, it doesn't help that DB has been reading up on the legends of the Warriors of Rosemore exactly. since he was, like, five. Yeah. He's always been like, oh, they're going to come back, and like then a, they he's do. He's so idealistic. You like know, a celebrity yes. crush he, he fell in love with one of them because he's idealized them his whole life. Yeah, I feel like the more DB learns about all the girls, it's going to be less, like, infatuation and more just these people are super cool. Yeah. And true friendships. And that's what we want it to lead into. Um, I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how the fans feel. Maybe we'll do a DB-Jade relationship. Probably not, but... No, I don't think that relationship would work out super well for them. Yeah, it I mean, could. I mean, it could. It could. But... I think both of them would have to do a lot of, like emotional maturation in order to get to a point where it worked between them and i don't think either one of them are ready for that and i think that's like something that we can look forward to in the show because a lot of us want to show more and more and like part of the um like part of what i wanted to do with jade because of my own personal experience is like maturing past like the I don't need anyone to help me. I don't need shit for men, you know. She's adding quotation marks just so you guys know. know. Yeah, there's a (laughs) quote there. Um, Not necessarily that it's, like, men or women, but, like, I don't need anything from anyone. It's, like, it's almost, yeah, and it's, like, at some point you're going to let your guard down. You need help. And that's okay. People, everybody needs help. Everybody needs a community to support them. And, And, like, like, that was my downfall for a long time, personally. And I want that to be Jade's downfall as well because I know a lot of more assertive women struggle with that because they're always, like, trying to prove a point that they don't need a man. Yeah. Which I get. We live in a patriarchal-based culture. culture. <laughs> but, um, you know, at the same time, like, I don't want it to be, like, oh, man or woman. I just want it to be the idea that, like, I don't need any help. Mm-hmm. Because even when my friends would try to help me in the past, I would be, like, don't because I wanted to do it myself. Now I'm a little more open. I'm a little more receptive to that. Yeah. And I can relate a lot. That was a downfall for me too. When I was in high school, my parents were both teachers and they'd always be like, Hey, bring your homework home. I can help you. If you don't understand anything. I'm like, no, if I can't figure it out, I'm not figuring it out. Exactly. And I, I would not accept help from them. I wouldn't let my friends who were in the class help. Ooh. It was, if I don't figure it out, then I'm just not going to figure it out. It's very and independent. It, yeah. It's, it screws you over in the long run. Because not accepting help is, like, sure, you did it by yourself. It took you twice as long, and you didn't do it as well, though. And you also, like, destroyed your mental health in the process. Yeah. Yeah, ask for help if you need help. There's nothing to be ashamed of, and you should always be proud of yourself if you ask for help, just so you know. Literally. You know, like, you, you do need to stand on your own two feet, but sometimes it takes a village, you know? Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. You got anything else on Jade? Um, Jade is strong. She is. 
um, Jade's strong in every aspect, like, if you want to think of it in that way. Mm-hmm. And it's because of her, like, adverse experiences growing up. Yeah. But Absolutely. really, I mean, like, do you have any questions? Is there anything else you want me to mention about Jade? I mean, I think you really covered it. I do like DB and Jade's relationship a lot because there's a lot of respect there, but there's also a lot of, like, like confusion and, like... How do we talk to like, each other? Like, what is going on, <laughs> you know? Yeah, like the more he, DB learns about Jade, he's just like, wait, this isn't the person I expected. But he's also just like, it's not like a disappointment. It's more of just like... This is different. Exactly. And I think Jade's yeah, kind of like, I want, oh, I want them, first, and he, she's like, they she think, starts to realize that he's capable despite the way he talks. Mm-hmm. They think that Jade is like, is like so like, you know, deep and however many dimensional, you know. But like once we see that that one episode, absolutely, it's it's gonna reveal that like like what the hell? Why do you guys put that much on her? Like she <laughs> is what she is. And and DB finds that out, and he's like, oh, she's, like, not as deep as I thought she was. And he's like, I respect her, and I like her, but I don't have that infatuation. Yeah. Because I keep looking for something more that's not there. Yeah, and it, it's almost just like a celebrity crush. Like, you know she's there, you're in love with her, like, she, but, you know, it's just, like, when it comes down to it, like, compatibility just, wouldn't happen. It's just, like, how you would want to be. Yeah. I think Jade, for DB, Jade is a lot of the things that DB wishes he could be. Exactly. He wishes he could be more assertive. He wishes he could be stronger and more confident and more of, like, the mom, but he's very much, like, the younger brother. Mm-hmm. That's, he literally is the younger brother, but it's also just, like, that's the mindset he carries. Yeah, and I think the girls, like, all three of them really, like... They, they all just, love DB. They love him. They're just like, hey, look, like, we will, like carry you like come on like come but, on baby but like, and, and I love the I love it that he's like he's very muscularly built and really masculine looking and he, because like, it's like up for the girls he too. like he doesn't need to be carried he no. doesn't need to be like ca- like coddled you know but like like he's so sensitive and sweet that we want to like have that like you know, we would do that for one of our best friends. Exactly. Like, like we he doesn't do really need to be carried. He more needs someone to like Listen. hold his hand and reassure him. Just yes. Like, yeah. You got this. Go do it. Exactly. Yeah. You got anything else? You can talk to Mika about Michaela. Talk I'm to totally, Michaela. <laughs> yeah. Let's 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 hear about Michaela because I I feel like I'm giving as much about Jade as I want to without. Yeah. Because I don't want to give any too many spoilers. You know. Yeah. Like, once you understand at least the basis of Jade, like, like watching the show will be more fun. Because you can analyze it a little bit more. Yeah. But, like, I don't want to give too much away. No, I get it. And um, we don't want to give too much away about DB. We don't want to give too much away about DB and Jade's, like, weird dynamic. <laughs> yeah. But, like, yeah, let's talk more about Michaela. And we can talk about Scott, too. Oh, God. I know he doesn't come for a long time. Oh, yeah. We won't see him still... for a very long time. Yeah. Um... So, Michaela is, uh, we also call her, she usually goes by Mac at this point, um, but she, she has a very fiery personality, uh, you know, like, between them, she's always, uh, calling out shit, um, she's a bartender, so, you know, we, and as someone who does bartend, 
Um, I think it's really important to bring up how people treat female bartenders. Um, and yeah, pretty bad. It's not great. Uh, but you know, I've like, I'm sitting here thinking about it. Like, I don't, it's hard for me to explain Michaela sometimes. Um, she, you know, I think she comes off kind of grumpy sometimes and she, like, I've been described as, uh, that I've been a cat in a past life. And, um... <laughs> what? You just gotta pay attention. You won't be able to hear that. Oh my god. So, she, so I've been described as a cat in a past life. And I think that kind of represents Michaela in a sense. And, uh, the girls have two cats as well, so that's, like, a fun addition. Um... And Jenny. yeah, and we all have cats. We fucking love cats. Um, also, dogs. We're we can't. I personally can't decide between being a dog or cat person. But um, be an animal person. All animals are better honestly, than humans. yeah. Like we fucking love animals. Like and um, so I think Michaela kind of represents that. She lives with the girls, but she sleeps on the couch. Um, they have an extra room, but she just decides not to use it for some reason. Um. I don't know. I'm not going to lie. I don't really know how to describe her. I, that's how I feel about Jade because um, when I, when we really developed the characters, it was in a different phase of our lives. Yeah. So it's it's kind of hard for me to describe because I'm not in that phase anymore. Yeah. I mean, I think there's some parts of me that I really relate to. Like, exactly. she will snap at you. Um, you know, even in the first episode, we have a scene where she is pissed off at a customer because he's being super disrespectful. Exactly, so like, yeah. and it's an actual experience that I happened in my that happened while I was bartending. Um, so I think so. A lot of times, like she is that very sarcastic. She's very sarcastic, kind of. She's very blunt, very blunt. Yeah. Um, she. You know, we'll think of the worst case scenarios, but like she will kick ass when she needs to, um, and she, you know, f- fights off her demons, and I don't know. I think a good word, to, at least from my point of view, this is an outside perspective. A good word to describe Mac when you first like meet her is aloof. <laughs> yeah. She, she just doesn't seem like very open, but she's. Like, she's a really cool character as it goes on, and she's hilarious. Her relationship with Ryan is probably the best in the series. I I really enjoyed helping Haley write all those jokes. Really, I like that. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, I can see that. Her her brand of humor is very much sarcasm. Yeah, and, it's and, very and dry. Cat's very Cat dry. is actually really good at writing your humor, and I'm ap- I apologize that Cat's not here right now, but like the next episode, Cat will be here. Um, yes. so I don't know, but like I definitely like really love the relationship with, um, like between the girls though. Like they're all kind of just like. They're pretty relaxed about each other, but they're also, like, very... Protective. In- they're very protective. Like I you- feel like that's our friendship in real life, too. It really like, is. We're all, like, you do you, but, like, I will literally kill a man for you. <laughs> and, like, yeah. same with DB. Like, we've all felt that way about DB. The thing that I think is funniest about Jade and DB is that they're exact opposites when it comes to oh, yeah. their, like, emotions, mm-hmm. in a sense. And, like, Jade is like, why are you acting like that? And DB is like... <sighs> 
<laughs> so it's like, what is going on? Jade's like, why are you acting like that? And Deeb's like, why are you not? <laughs> Literally. And Jade's like, because this is how the world is. And DB's like, but it shouldn't be. Yeah. You know? Uh, I will yeah. say they complain a lot. They're, when they're not sure what's they're happening. They're so similar in different ways. Yeah, like, you know. well, I just mean, like, all of our characters in general, like, exactly. especially the most recent episode we just finished. We all like, complain, hella. We, we just complain, because we're just, like, if... Sorry. If we don't know what the <laughs> fuck is happening... I'm, I'm packing a bowl, guys, I apologize. <laughs> so, like, if we don't know what's happening, we're gonna ask questions. We're like, we want to know what the fuck's happening. Like, what is, what are we doing? Like, are we sure we're the most, like, capable for this, like, mission? Like, damn, girl, how much have you wasted doing this? Like, it just just breaks my heart. You know what? Girl, I don't care as much as you do. It's fine. What is it? Like, because you have money and I don't. (laughs) So, someone. pennies to me. So, any screenwriters or someone listening who would like for me to write for them, please hire me. us. And you know, Haley thinks I make money, but it's like very moderate. (laughs) It's more than me. Well, COVID. You well, made more it. than me when you were a bartender. And then I switched jobs and I was screwed over. Okay, well, whose fault is that? Not mine. Because it was mine. <laughs> it's fine. You made, more, you made more than me when you were a bartender, so I don't want to hear jack shit, bitch. <laughs> I know. And it's, but it's, it's not your days. fault. The economy is a piece of shit and it needs to be changed and it's nobody's fault but the government. Exactly. This is a conversation that girls would absolutely have in the show, too. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that we also do. That is something Jade would say to Mac. Absolutely. Exactly. Because they're based off of us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we have a lot of real-life oh conversations in I'm our actually episodes. writing, I'm writing a sh- uh, an episode right now. I have yet to write an episode. I've maybe plugged in a few jokes here and there and, like, did some, like, ideas, but they've written. So, but yeah. <coughs> You know, the relationship between everyone, I think everyone, we are very sarcastic, we give each other shit, but we hold each other to high standards, like, we know who we are. I feel like it's a good friendship. Yeah. And we really put our, like, real conversations in, like, how we treat each other, like, you know, like, I can't tell you how many times Dev has called me a dumb bitch, and how many times I told her to fuck off. Like, it's just a normal thing, like. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not personal. Now, if somebody I didn't like told me that, like, I would catfight them, but... Now, if Haley tells me that, I'm going to giggle because she doesn't mean it in that way. It's all about context. And your relationship with someone. This entire apartment is hotboxed. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, hey, baby, do you want to hit the ball? No, you're good. Okay, well, I'm going to hit it. So, Drew, what are your thoughts as chronic ass kickers as a whole? Like, what are your thoughts from reading what you have so far? How far? How many episodes have you read? I can't remember, and you guys keep updating them and adding new stuff, so I'm, I'll reread an episode that I've already read, and I'm like, this is different. Yeah, um, we changed oh, the pilot, but I think we finally me. decided on the final version. Yeah, I've read, I think, up to eight. Is eight the one with the tunnel scene? Yes. Yeah. I have not read the most recent version of eight, but I have read, read it. Read it because it's fucking hysterical. I know it was supposed to be our most serious episode, but well, it no, has that's ended the thing. up. Like, it's ended up being our most hilarious episode because, oh my god, you have to read it. Well, you know how I kept asking you for like all of those ideas, like what what do you think this person would say, like how they would say this, mm-hmm. like what do you, like all those ideas. You know how I was asking you about that, and you were just kind of like, let me think on it, whatever. I hit shit you not. 
cat, I gave her my computer for like two days, and she put everything that we needed that I exactly. was looking for. <laughs> She'd be like, Deb, like, what would you think about this? And I would tell her a joke, and then it's in the it's in there. I think it took us like, like two hours to get through the script because you're laughing so hard. It was so funny. We did a read through. Oh my god, I couldn't stop. I almost pissed myself. Which is a, that is a big 180 from like when I you guys first started talking to me about the concept for that episode. I'm like, oh, this is going to get dark. So, Jay- when we were talking about, like, the series. So, yeah. Whole. So, like, the most recent episode you read. Um, yeah, no, it is funny. And it's really dark. And I think that's how we deal it's, with a lot of things. It's, like, our... How our, how we in real life deal with things. I yeah. mean, I don't... We don't want to give any spoilers. That's the yeah. thing. Because we want people to watch the show. We want to get bought out. Like, we don't want to give everything away. This is the second episode. We're not going to give the whole fucking series away. Otherwise, people will be like, oh, I heard it on the radio. You know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and I think that one of the things you guys do really well and meet with my contribution of one joke per episode. <laughs> Shut the is, hell like, up. You guys are able to, like, balance the – this because the show is – like, if you just talk about, like, the basic themes of the show, it's a very dark and very serious show. But one of the things that I really appreciate is, like – in the human experience, you find humor in everything. Even in the really rough moments of your life, you yeah. find ways to laugh. And the show genuinely finds ways to make you laugh out loud. Like, there have been so many times I'm reading through just, like, the, f- the first draft of a script. Like, I look at it, I'm like, this is real rough. <laughs> and I get to a point, and I'm, I, like, I actually laugh out loud. And it's just, like, just from one joke, and the entire the entire episode is made off of that one joke. And there's, like, <laughs> five of them in the episode. Yeah. Uh, that's that's how I feel as well. Like that's our hat magic. And literally, <laughs> like like Haley will write the episode, and then Kat and I will go through and we'll add jokes and we'll like kind of like make it a little more like comedic. Yeah, like because so, I have a dry sense of humor, so everything I'm gonna say, you're just gonna have to like either get it or not. Exactly, and if we don't. If if Kat and I don't, we just change it. And and thank God Haley has a good self esteem, because like <laughs> some people would not would not be okay with that. But we want it to reach a wider audience. Absolutely. You know, so it's like we need to really, because like balancing Haley's the dry humor and the outright humor is pretty hard. And I think with the three of you guys, you do it really well. Thank yeah. you. You know, thank you. we're we're a big mix of different humors yeah. when it comes down to it. Like. I think, and, um, you know, we've, we've, we've got Ryan's character, our roommate, um, so, so Ryan's our roommate, and he's great, and then, like, so we want to keep a good perspective on men, that's the thing, because a lot of us do have good men in our lives, yeah, um, it's just, like, the, the small, like, 15 to 20 percent that are pieces of shit, you know, (laughs) and, and I hate it, those are the bad guys in the Exactly. I mean, you get on you get on Twitter and you're like, "Damn, this is some shit." But you you can't keep that as a representative of how the whole population is. Like, I have a fantastic boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I love Haley's boyfriend. Like, you're an awesome guy. DB's yeah. a good character. Ryan's a great character. Tag, even though he's trans, Tag is um, you know, being a trans man or being a cis man, like, there are some differences because of different experiences, but, like, they're both men Yeah. when it comes down to it, and um, you can see that, like, we want to highlight good men, 
Yeah. You know? Because they're out there. Yeah, there there are tons of good men out there. And Raise up they, the good men and bring down the shitty ones. Exactly. Like, exactly. These are what good men are like. Exactly. And and we want to, and regardless of what people say, like, oh, men have always been privileged. Like, that's not necessarily true. There are always intersections when it comes to stuff like that. And disadvantages. Everyone exactly. has a disadvantage. At some point, everyone has trauma. Mm-hmm. Everyone has something that has made their life a little more difficult. They all have to experience something that doesn't make them feel great. Um, but I don't want anybody to feel like they're attacked. I want everybody to relate. Like, I know we talked about in the last podcast, like, diversity is important to us. Like, we want to make sure we have, like, the characters that we have on the show are the character, like, are representative by the real-life people that they're they're being voiced by and being created by. Yeah, and I think, like, I think with our show, like, we try to, we want someone to find one person or one instance to relate to in the show so they can be like shit like someone else has done that like at least for me through my life I always felt that like you know regarding my like anxiety and stuff like I always thought I was alone and like no one else was experiencing this like in the sense that I was weird and I was an outcast but like I start talking to more people and hearing about their instances and like I start to feel better and I'm just like wow I'm not the only one like this has happened for other people they feel like this like (laughs) And, uh, they, so, like, we really want someone to find some sort of representation <coughs> within our show. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I will say, uh, helping you, Haley, write this show, like, definitely helped me a lot with my anxiety, because we've had a lot of conversations about just anxiety in general, and talking yeah. about the show, and it's, because when I was growing up with my family, like, we never really talked about anxiety or depression or anything. My dad, I don't know how my dad does it because he's generally always in a good mood, but he does not show like any emotion. He's like, he's a flat line all the time and he seems fine with it. And I don't understand how I couldn't do that. Yeah. I didn't, that was not normal for him to be able to do that. So being able to talk to people who are actually dealing with anxiety like I am helped me kind of come to terms with my own anxiety and definitely helped me write DB a lot more realistically. Well, I'm really glad that I was able to do that for you. I and love Chronic's character, and I hope so that it's been, good. like, a resource for you to, like, release any anxieties that you felt, because Jade has been that for me. Yeah, DB definitely, DB, I've definitely put, dumped a lot of my anxieties to a much larger degree than I feel them, but a lot of my anxieties got dumped into DB. It's been very therapeutic. Yeah, I'm really glad, like, and... So that makes me feel that, like, when people watch it, like, knowing that we put our, like, anxieties and, like, our... and soul and sleep. Yeah, we're, like, giving you a part of us. personhood, honestly. Like, the things that make us human. Yeah. I think it's good. You think... Dude, I think that this... You know, I know... No, I mean that. Oh. (laughs) No, I just mean, like... I... Yeah, no, I think it's, um... And knowing that we have put, like, we are putting our most vulnerable selves onto the show, we're hoping that people will be able to relate, relate to that and, and feel and a little bit better. Exactly. I, I and all that. of our characters deal with their anxieties in different ways. So you can, you like, the people out there can see, like, anxiety isn't just having panic attacks. It's anxiety is manifesting a lot of different ways. Gender binary is what no. I really like because we have Mirage 
and we have Jade, and we have Hannah, and we have DB, and we have Mac, and they all deal with it in different ways, like, Jade likes to exercise to get rid of her anxiety, and, and DB likes words of affirmation, and, um... Michaela loves to clean. She'll clean the shit out of anything. And Hannah likes that. Yeah, so, and, like, like... Mariposa, you know, she, like, just... We haven't talked about Mary, Mariposa a lot. Um, maybe we can talk about that next episode, for sure. Well, we'll just... Definitely, because I want to talk about Mariposa's relationship with DB, because that's, I think, one of the defining features of his character. Try to avoid spoilers, but that's... Yes, I, I agree. And I think Mariposa's a good person, and that's, that's like, the very first comment. Like, Mariposa's a good, strong person, and that really affects... She is, like, the ideal monarch, but I think when you get... When people watch the tunnel scene with DB, they'll see a lot of, like, this, the uns, unspoken stuff between DB and Mariposa. I love that, that. I love the tunnel scene. I know... You did such a fabulous job. I had to cut a lot out of that scene, but I trimmed it down to the stuff that actually mattered. But it was it was so good. Like, and you didn't really have anything to go off of either. Like, we, because, like, you <laughs> yeah, know, like, like, I only had mine done, and um, Hat did hers. Dev was just, we were sitting here, and we're like, oh what my the God, fuck I was are we going to do? Jade's was the last scene, and I was like, I can't think of anything. I deal with my mental health by humor. And that's and that's what she does. So like we, it's it's gonna be a great scene. Um, I don't want to give anything away, but it's so funny. I I really think that episode eight is like the. It's the perfect episode. It really it's like, the best. I really think it. it yeah. It took, it took eight months to write, yeah, and it it's the so best long. episode that we've done. I think I was when you when we were talking about it, Ailey, I was texting you, and I said like, episode eight is kind of when like shit hits the fan for the series because it's when everything is fully in its stride. You see what they're they're dealing with. You see, yes. like, they're finally, like, on their mission. They're doing shit. They're yeah. <laughs> serious. You deal with serious shit. You deal with the mental health in the most overt ways the show has. But, yeah, episode eight is just, it deals with some serious, serious shit. Serious. Okay. Serious shit, but it's, like, really funny. But... It is, and... And very action-oriented. Like, it's from, I don't remember how many pages you said it was, but, like, most of it is, like, this, this big fight scene at the very end. Yeah, I mean, really, it's just, like, the tunnel scene happens, like, halfway through the episode, and then after that, it is, like, almost nonstop, like, action and just, like, funny, like, funny, like, uh, jokes that we hit, you know? Um, But in the beginning of episode eight, you see, like, I think it's the first time the girls really get a visual of what they're fighting against because it's kind of like abstract you see like shitty things that they're fighting against exactly but it's the ideals of what you're fighting against like yeah what the bad guys want is it, on yeah. display for them to see and they're like oh that's what <coughs> it's a, i think it's a real I'm like i'm so sorry guys i'm so sorry we just gotta stop doing this when we're doing this I just wanted to get high, damn it. Like, I just wanted to smoke some weed. So, I really think it's a good staple. Like, it's a really good, like, when people, like, see this episode, they're like, okay, this is what you're really about. Like, not saying that that's when the show gets going. Like, I would say episode three is when hey, things baby. really, really, really pick up um, and start to if get I funny and more us. Card, would you get us a six-pack? 
So I think, like, after episode three, like, it really gets going, um, but episode eight is really what our, the series is going to be about, and, like, the kind of shit we're gonna hit, and, like, (coughs) we do, (coughs) we do talk about mental illness a lot throughout the series, like, we already have, um, season one completely panned out, like, we have all the episodes, um, at least just, like, we know the topic of the discussion, um, and we started halfway through season two as well, so that's really exciting. Um, so, like, we, it's, yeah, we really do focus on mental health throughout, but with so much humor on top of it. Yeah. The way I would, like, what I would compare it to is, like, in the Castlevania series, like, the first episode, shit obviously hits the fan. But it's not really until the second season where, like, the actual, like, machinations of the plot start going. Yeah. I still gotta watch episode, season three. I haven't done that yet. Oh, my God, it's so good. Kat, oh my god, you get you and Hat would love each other because Castlevania is her number one TV show, it's and she just so watched good. it, and, like, then she was talking about Attack on Titan, like, we were literally talking about those same two ones, and I'm like, you guys are gonna get along so well, like, I think, even, so, like, the characters, like, Hannah and, like, DB, they're, like, on the same wavelengths, I think, but, like, you guys would just get along really well. I don't know if there's a lot of, <clears throat> at least not that I've seen. Not that, a lot of what? I don't think, not that it... I've seen, but, like, there's not a lot of scenes where Hannah and D.B. are directly talking to each other. It's mostly D.B. And all of them. All of them. Like, there's... Yeah. And he, like, he has a couple, like, one-on-one discussions with Jay, but it's, like, three lines. Just, like, in passing. um, Kat, actually, Kat thought it would be really funny if D.B. had an infatuation with Jade. So she was the one who came up with that. So she's done a lot of, like, comedic, like... I guess tropes between the two of them, which I really think is funny because if you think about it, like DB is the receptive person and Jade has like eight significant others. <laughs> so like when DB's like love me, Jade's like okay, join the club, you know. Which is, it's kind of one of those. Uh, it's one of the reasons I'm like not super shippy for Jade and DB at least right now, because I've known people who are like. I don't care if you're with other people, just love me. And I'm like, this is not going to end well for you. The other exactly. person might be fine. You're going to, it's going to suck. So and I think, I think that like, be crushed. depending mm-hmm. on like fan response, like if fans want like DB and Jade together, I would say that we could write that in. Yeah, it would, it would definitely have to be later on in the show where exactly yeah, i think we jade could, has to develop her character a lot we would have Dave, to test it out he's not ready for any serious relationship db's like i love you and jade's like i don't even know you bro lol you know yeah i think it's, it's like the thanos meme except db i love you jade i don't even know who you are <laughs> literally <laughs> like and and i get that it would and, um, but I still, I still do agree that, like, in the end, I feel like fans will want that. I feel like fans will ship that, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think I it's like definitely will, something. I as hardcore. We, like, you'd have to yeah. write some stuff in. I, if, we, if it's going to happen, I think it should be natural. So, like, exactly. we could test it out for, like, an episode or two. And maybe and Jade. if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And, you know, um, Jade has probably done that with friends before jane has probably like you know i love you as a friend and like i think you're attractive let's see if this would work out and then jane decided it didn't because she has like significant others and i feel like it takes a lot of confidence out of a person to be in a polyamorous situation you know yeah absolutely so does anyone else 
have any like last remarks on what we've been talking about the characters relationships and just like what we have so far i will say we didn't really talk about them that much but ryan and tag yes one of the best dynamics in the show just because they're the only time you really see their dynamic is when you cut away from like the action and they're just fucking around do you watch family guy yes do you know like like brian and stewie Mm mm-hmm so I feel like Tag and Ryan is like the Brian and Stewie episodes, you know? Yeah. Like you just, didn't expect it, but you love it. You ship it. <laughs> the episodes are hilarious. You love it. They're just, they're just like the best kind of bros. Like from a guy standpoint, like that's the friendship I want with a guy where they're just, they argue <laughs> about dumb shit. Like the scenes where they just cut back, like you guys are fighting something that is just Ryan and Tag at the bar just arguing about something completely unrelated. <laughs> you know what? When you come over and we do some work, I think you'll get along very well with my boyfriend. <laughs> I'm looking forward to meeting him. From what I've heard, he seems pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. No, this has been great, guys. So I'm excited. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, we are, we hope to have another episode by next week. I am um, so happy that I did not talk the entire time this time. <laughs> uh, and it's okay. Um, so we tried to spread it out a little bit and we are very grateful for Drew calling in. Yes. Thank you, Drew. I know you've been busy with work and stuff like, um, but he's been helping us a lot out with DB, Absolutely. which has been amazing. It's so nice to have like a genuinely nice male perspective yeah and he's been really helping out with like all the characters in general especially like ryan and tag and like he really helped out with a lot of like the conversations that we wanted to have he was like this would be so funny and i'm like oh my god and it takes up like a whole like two pages so let's big shout out to drew absolutely thank you so much of course yeah thank you so much for calling in you should feel so special right now (laughs) like you've helped us out so much you're our first guest and our 35 listeners will appreciate you so much more (laughs) hopefully those 35 listeners can hear me again next week and in person hell yeah that would be so nice hey come whenever you want we live in the city outside restaurants are open now i don't know about covid so like stay safe guys wear a mask social distance if you feel like that's necessary Follow us on Instagram. Um, listen, listen, it's keep updated. Ass kickers, K H R O N I C, chronic ass, K H kickers, K H I C H E R S, C K E R S. Really? C K E R S. Yes, yes he's that's what right. He said. <laughs> I'm stupid. I've it's had fun. way too much. It's fine. We're doing great. <laughs> So listen, wait listen for Listen to us. Drew. Don't listen to Devin. <laughs> uh, just know that chronic ass kickers is spelled with a K-H throughout the... and um, No, ass is spelled correctly. A-S-S, ass. <laughs> we probably thrown you off. off we are sorry. But it's spelled like our podcast name. I love you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, listen, listen to us next week. Please. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.